Hey everybody, Superfan Giovanni here. Welcome to Classic Loveline, episode 487, from August 11th, 1997, a Monday night show. The episodes between 479 and 487 seem to be missing from the archive. We have a couple partials here or there, but not enough content to put in the feed. If we end up getting new files or tapes or finding more pieces of those episodes, we might one day eventually be able to put them out. There's no guest night, just the love between the two hosts. Drew comments on how they often struggle to find that love. And Adam opens the show with a classic riff about speaking through bulletproof glass while trying to get gas station attendants to select the right candy bar. He's done it a few times, and this seems to be the very first. Adam goes on to describe the entire family in front of him in line at the gas station earlier in the evening. Drew brings up the rapid gas stations of Los Angeles, which seems to just mean paying at the pump, which I guess at the time wasn't as common. And Adam jokes about the irony of being killed while spending extra time talking to the protected attendant behind the bulletproof glass. Lots of gas station observations on this one. All in all, a classic love between the two host show with a very specific late summer 1997 chemistry. They're really starting to find their groove. As per usual, this recorded in 1997. Some of the medical information may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Catherwood on current day love line. 1-800-LOVE-191. Listen discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One. On Facebook, Podcast One there as well. And PodcastOne.com, the home of all your favorite podcasts. Mahalo and get it on. The following program is a PodcastOne.com production. 854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla. That is Dr. Drew. He's a board-certified physician and addiction medicine specialist. And tonight, the guest is the love that the two hosts will find. We've been looking for that for quite some time, haven't we? <laughs> oh, you're so droll, Drew. Uh, did I give the phone number? Yeah. And the fax number. Okay, I want to talk about a couple of quick things. First, on the way in here tonight, stopped off at the gas station... Somebody if you live in Los Angeles or any metropolitan city these days, and you go to a gas station at night, you have to talk to a guy through bulletproof glass. Right. And, you know, they never really worked out a good way to speak through that thing. Right. I know sometimes they have a vent, sometimes or sometimes they have, sometimes they have a like, a, like an intercom. Yeah, intercom, right. But it's never quite right. Right. And there's usually a little language barrier right. going on, and you're always sitting there going, um... I need, it's Abazaba Bar. And just starts holding stuff up, and you're waving it off like you're out on a, a carrier deck and a plane's coming in, and he's holding up a Butterfinger. No, no, you're waving frantically. Anytime the police are slowing down as they drive past, right? <laughs> then he gets the Abazaba. Yes, yes, you wave him in. So, anyway, I was just thinking there was a whole family. I pulled up, and there was a whole family in front of me. Mom, dad, and four kids, all between the age of three and, let's say, seven. In line to pay the cashier? Yeah, they were, they were getting now, stuff from the cashier. Now, something that we have in Los Angeles most of these don't have yet is uh, these rapid gas stations. You go and you shove your card in, the damn gas comes out faster than you get back in your car. Right. You'll, and, so why do you even deal, deal with a person anymore? I, I don't know. I mean, it's like... Yeah, you may not have this around the country, but it's coming. If you ever watch NASCAR and you see them pull into the pits and a couple of big guys with handlebar mustache just dump uh, 40 gallons into the back of some Dodge and then they speed away while gas is flying out of the back, that's kind of what it's like because they figure not only are you in a rush in L.A., but you're already you're, you're kind of in a hurry not to get shot. <laughs> you know, the thing that always strikes me whenever I'm at these gas stations is wouldn't it be ironic if I were shot because I had to be there an extra 10 minutes arguing with the guy through the bulletproof glass who couldn't hear me. Right. The glass is there for his protection. Right. Meanwhile, I'm getting shot because I'm, it's taking me an hour and 45 minutes to score an Abba Zabba. 
Oh, yeah. All right, so anyway, there's this family. And there's always a problem with the box, too. There's a sliding metal tray. And the thing is, is you've got to slide the money in before they slide the stuff in. Like, right. they could be holding the Abba Zabba, and you could be holding the dollar. But the Abba Zabba does not go into the sliding tray until you drop the buck in and it slides over to their side. Right. It's like um, the DMZ there. <laughs> Charlie's on the inside. So, anyway, Charlie's in there, and he's, he's arguing with this uh, Latino family that's on the outside. And here's basically the whole gist of the thing. The kids were real excited because they got Doritos and candy and soda. And they, you could just see them waiting in anticipation for the metal box to come sliding out. It's a lot like prison when you go for, you yeah. know, it's like, it's like visiting the guy in prison. Right. You, you know, you, someone frisks you, uh, you could slide stuff back and forth, but only using the metal tray, and you have to kind of talk to them using sign language through a thick glass. You didn't press yourself up against the window, did you? I put my breast up yeah. against it. But the point is this, Drew. I saw these four little kids, like I said, age three to seven, all anxiously waiting for their goodies to come out the other end of this metal box right. that some guy handed to them. Right. And I thought, Jesus, this is pathetic. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm not that old, but I can still remember being a kid and going over to see uh, Mr. Quigley down at the Five and Dime or something right. and just walking up and down and getting some candy and flopping it down on the counter. Now, now tell me honestly, what was the actual thrill you had? Cramming the Chico sticks in your pants and trying to get oh, yeah, past I, Mr. Quigley, right? No, That's used, what you actually did. I used to wear a derby. Yeah, right, okay. Right. I used to wear a derby like Clockwork Orange, and I'd go in there and put a bunch of hard candy in this right. hat and walk out. It was, it was like, hey, Mr. French has come by again to do some shopping. And I had a big army jacket with big pockets in it, and my friends would go in there and stuff me full of, okay. full of right, candy. So that's and what Chico sticks? I thought you said chicken sticks. No, Chico sticks. Chico stick. Yeah, you know, okay. Yeah, I know what that is. It's kind of a weird name. It's a uh, yeah. It's like a it's like a hard churro. It's it's like a fast food churro with with a butterfinger on the inside. It's like what a Twinkie is to a Danish. Yeah. A, a Chico stick is to a churro. Mm. I don't know why it, it, you think the thing's going to take like taste like chicken broth, or or giblets or something. It's a bad name. But the point is, is and don't you agree that it's pathetic that all these kids had to sit outside this metal box and wait for their goodies it to get sad. pushed out? And then, like, there's a little confusion with the money, and only one sack of Doritos got pushed oh, out. Geez, the guy had to wait till more money came in until the other Pepsi got pushed out through the no. box. And it was like, oh, these poor kids just sitting, looking through know, the bulletproof what, glass. Once they're in the back seat munching on it, they've forgotten all about that. They're just happy. Anne seems kind of empowered tonight, doesn't she? Yeah, I'll tell you why Anne is in power tonight. She's not afraid to sit on the mic. Poor Drew, he, uh, he got the ball rolling. Drew suggested last night, since I'll be gone for a couple of days coming up in about a week or so, and we're looking for suitable fill-in. And boy, it's a tall order, i got to tell you. And we usually just go down to the park and scrape someone off a bench and drag them in here. Or we get the lovely and talented Chris Hardwick to fill in. But, um, Drew suggested that producer Ann sit in. Yeah, just sit down and Why do not? the show. Yeah. We always get faxes and emails and whatnot saying we want to hear more Anne. People know Anne. People like Anne. Yeah. She's certainly a strong she presence the on the show. Yeah, yeah. Knows the show. Why not? Yeah. <sighs> Could be dangerous. But it's good. Unless she's real good. And then we get a bunch of emails saying that three ought to start doing... Oh. That would be horrible. That's what the current doing. So anyway, we got a whole bunch of email tonight uh, we were looking through right before the show started that said, uh, right on, Ann, you go, girl, get in there, blah, blah, blah. Hey, I'm all for it. I cast my vote for Ann. 
That's very nice, because you know you're going to have to twist my arm here, because I don't feel very comfortable doing it. I am stuffing my ballot in your box. Okay. Okay, right. Ann? <laughs> here we go. All right. Oh, one more thing I want to talk about. Got a parking ticket today ah. out front of my own house. Yes. Initiated That's, by, guess who? Uh, the evil neighbor? Yeah. Could be. Yeah. Could be. It crossed my mind. I don't think so, though. What would the police be doing up there? I told you I came home the other night after the show at almost 1 a.m. and saw a parking enforcement uh, vermin coming down the hill. But down down the boulevard part, not way up your... I don't know how far up the hill they were coming from, Drew. I have no way of telling that. Yeah, right. I guess I could follow the trail of scum <laughs> or rat feces and see how far up the hill it went. Oh, it is just a sad, sad state that a man cannot park in front of his own house without getting an effing ticket. My street was closed down on one side for eight months. They didn't do jack about it. I parked in front of my garage. I was facing the wrong way. Oh, no. And there's no parking on the other side of the street. Uh, you see what I'm saying? Yes. You know how these hill streets go? You can't park on both sides of the street. Otherwise, you couldn't get, you know, you could just get a moped through the middle. So if you come up one direction and there's no parking on that side of the street... That's the way you're going to park. Then either you park that direction or you figure out a way to turn around, which is about an 18-point turn because it's a real tight, winding hillside street, right. and it's a little dangerous, actually. So I park on the driveway part in front of my garage. Oh. Ticket. They're just, they're, there's no shame. And here's what I'm getting to, Drew. What the hell's going on out there? <laughs> I can hear people running down the hall. <laughs> the people, the powers that be, know this is an infinite source of money. Right. Screw the guy has got the job. He's got a job. He's got a car. It's L.A. We've been working on a subway for the last 14 years. We got rid of the red car many years ago. There's no way anyone's getting around without a car. This is a bottomless pit. Right. There's nothing but money. Yeah. They have to drive, right? Yes. So let's screw them. Let's just bend them over and sodomize them. We'll get, we'll get money any which way we can. It'll be, you know, speeding tickets are 120 bucks. Uh, we'll pass a new rule that says uh, if you're going to go to traffic school, ah, you have to pay your fine and pay the court and pay the traffic school if you want to go to traffic school. Uh, this is a relatively new thing. Uh, and it used to be you could go every year. Uh, we'll make it every year and a half. And it's just keep... Uh, we'll lower the uh, blood alcohol level, too. We'll just... We'll just pinch on these people. We'll raise uh, the parking ticket fines. Uh, we'll raise registrations. Let's just stick it to the people that have some money. What, what the, in this city, just to have just to survive, you have to have a car. So it's, it's also the people without money right. getting killed. Right. And there are people out there, uh, They thankfully, wonder why people don't have insurance when they drive. Oh, not for me anymore. But, hey, it used to be 35 bucks for me after taxes was a day's work. I mean, you know, I was getting 6 bucks an hour. Do the math. Oh, it is in front of your own castle, the royal, the royal you know, chariot. Better put your name on it or something. Oh, screw them. And and listen, people say you shouldn't bag on parking enforcement people that just join their job. Eh, why did we prosecute Nazi war criminals then? Huh? Why? Why did we do it, Drew? Well, they're, they're just little, doing what Hitler. Little, little oh, bit Hitler bit. just told them to round up the Jews. That was all. They're just following orders. They're in the military, and, after and, all. And some of them were excused for that reason. It was the ones that seemed to be oh. overly involved in all it. All right. I want to prosecute all Nazi parking enforcement personnel. You don't have to take this job. You're not recruited. There's no law that says you have to do it. 
You know why you become a parking enforcement personnel person? Because you're pathetic. Okay. Because you're going, it's 13 bucks an hour, and I'm taking the easy way out. Our friends in the LAPD should be stopping uh, by any minute. No, I rattling there. I don't have a problem with them. It's those uh, pussies in the parking enforcement. Uh, it's the pussies and, in the vice squad. And, and it's uh, in vice squad, too. There's another worthless thing that should be gotten rid of. And, and I, don't, I don't actually, I split the blame between the parking enforcement people and the powers that be. I don't know if it's the mayor or the city council or whoever it is that adds a whole new fleet of parking enforcement cars every year. When all they do money. is whine about, yeah, but we can't get cops on the road. Oh. How come every time, every goddamn time we say, hey, uh, the public doesn't feel safe. Do you think you could put more officers out on patrol? No, we don't have the funds for that. We can't fund that. We don't have enough money for well, that. Putting, putting, those guys went 35000 a year. Yeah, but putting those guys on when they're not creating uh, a cash flow by training people <laughs> oh, that's down true. and shaking them. Oh, they, they yes, don't have the funds yes. look at the positive cash flow. Yeah. You pay a guy 13, hour, uh, 13 bucks an hour. He's writing 15 tickets an hour. That's oh, huge. Oh, that's huge. And those Chevettes get great gas mileage. Imagine how much one good, one good Chevette with one good pathetic parking enforcement guy is bringing in each year. Mm. I mean, what is it? 500000 bucks, And we pay him $28,000? Mm. That'd give him a piece of the action. And this quotas thing is ridiculous. This is recoculous. Every time they say, we have no quotas. That's lying. They, they, they should be brought up on perjury charges for that lie. You take a job as a parking enforcement guy, don't write a ticket for a couple of weeks. See how that goes. See how that works with the boss. You're out of there. Obviously, there's quotas. We don't have quotas. You just have to write a certain amount each day. Oh, it's pathetic. Let's just drain the people that work. That's it. They got a job. Let's ream them. Dave. Quotas make me sick. Thank you, Dave. You're 21. Yes, I am. Uh, I, I was very good at analogies on my SAT, so I just put this one together. A Chico, <laughs> a Chico stick is to a churro as a Reese's Crunchy Cookie Cup is to the regular Reese's. Mm. No? Yeah, kind that's... Uh, well, to me, what I'm trying to say about the Chico stick is... How the heck did you isolate that part out of the SAT? They just give you a score. <laughs> well, I, I just know that I did very well at those, Dr. Drew. Don't, you know, I, I, can't, I can't question where the knowledge comes from. Because I always wondered if I did well on those, and I could never tell if I was, my thinking was what their thinking was. I never took you know, the SAT. The analogies SAT. made sense to me, but I'm not sure that that's what they wanted. Anyway. Also, I would like to volunteer my services. I'm a very cheap uh, host if you need a fill-in guy, if, if Chris Hardwick isn't available. Well, you're pretty articulate, Dave. Well, bless oh. your heart. I, oh, is that too articulate, you think? No. Oh. Well, Wise you... ass. And listen, I don't think it's a paying gig, by the way. <laughs> Well, Is it true? I, I'm, I'm in college, and I'm just, you know, I'm trying to make ends meet. I do it for free. All right, what's going on? Okay. Um, even though I do it for free, I'm, I'm still kind of new to the sex game, and that's, therein lies the question. Uh, I'm still kind of new on the whole position thing. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much uh, a, a virgin, for lack of a better term. And uh, I, I think virgin is the term. Well, it is the term. I, I mean, I've, I've, I've tried a couple times and basically haven't delivered. What mm -hmm. happened? It's a lot easier to say that on the phone than in person. Yeah, what happened? Some um, erectile dysfunction, or well, just I, I just I, I didn't bring it to to climax. Um, so you, I, had, you had intercourse, but you didn't climax. Correct. Well, mm. that's not a virgin. Yeah, I'm not a virgin. No. Oh, well, very good to know. But nonetheless, um, is there a position that when one is starting out, uh, one can do a little bit easier for yourself or for your partner? For uh, well, for myself and for both of us. Well, that's a very interesting question. We've not really had this before. Thanks. It's like saying, um, 
you're going your first time off the uh, three meter diving board and you don't want to do like a triple flip and a half gainer you just want to see if you can get into the water straight right and what would be an easy position all right let's do process of elimination wheelbarrows out very difficult very advanced yeah i, I, hear I myself won't even try the wheelbarrow okay um the missionary sounds pretty what is a wheel huh i don't want to ask okay uh, doggy. You've never, never wheelbarrowed, Doctor Drew. Never heard of. <laughs> <laughs> he calls it something else, I think. Ah, Drew, you can't picture the wheelbarrow. No. Come on, get down in a push-up position and let me show the wheelbarrow. Take your shoes off. <laughs> All right, doggy is uh, easier than people think, mm -hmm. but a little kinky for uh, first time out of the shoot. Uh, Here's what I'm going for. Can be painful to women. Can it, be it, painful it, it, to yeah. women, especially if your beer can's real cold. Here's what I'm thinking. Oh, please. Her get on top of you. Mm -hmm. That's very easy. Except for, for, but for women, that's well, sometimes not what they not necessarily. are comfortable doing. Yeah, but no, I think women do like that because they can sort of... Mm, I, oh, they, boy, this, Lisa's got a puss on. Yeah, let's hear it. Come on, get on the mic. Something's Lisa. going on with Lisa. I, I think some women really feel uncomfortable when they're put in that position. Well... Obvi like if a crane lowers them onto your penis and there's a guy with a flashlight going, ah, little, good, good, right there, Bernie. Yes, but if you uh, sort of slide into it, it lets the woman set the pace. And sometimes you've got to realize uh, a, an erect penis can be painful. We, we need a woman's point of view. God, Lisa God knows I know. Like Lisa, no, no Lisa, okay. <laughs> someone's going to get hurt with the mic. All right, here's the point. Drew, would you stop paying attention to what's well, over there I, for a second? It's the only female we have contact with here. Is, is it, is it, Listen, I got enough estrogen for the both of us. Yeah. Drew, I, I just think would that... You, would you, I know you're uh, a doctor and only half a man. Half man, half doctor. But please listen to me. I'm listening. Just relax. Right. This is the life we're talking about, Dr. Drew. Yeah. Thanks, Dave. Not quite. Okay. When a man gets on top of a woman in the missionary position, the standard sex position... Oftentimes, women are a little bit frightened because the man is thrusting at them. And the erect penis can be painful, especially if it pops out and hits in the wrong place or pushes too deep or, or there's not lubrication or what have you. A woman can get on top. A woman can set her own pace. Right. And a woman can actually sort of self-stimulate no, a little bit I, better not, from I that not, position. I am not criticizing the choice as a, as a reasonable way to do things. I'm just saying that, that women have an expectation and the, the uh, receptivity issue is somewhat different. They feel aggressive. True. Aren't you the same guy who says women should stand up for their rights oh, and I would assert themselves? Adam, I would encourage the, what you're advocating, but I, you're looking for what's most comfortable for somebody first time out. I'm trying so to get to be Dave psychologically. Well, all right. I'm looking. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And I won't as soon as we hang up, Dave. Am, am I right in there? Well, I think most women lose their virginity missionary style. Yes. But, 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 but is, that, is that... I mean, a, you're not thinking about stimulating yourself and having an orgasm your first time. It's just basically get in there and let's... All right, but way. Dave... Yes. Uh, sorry, Ann. Dave is 21 years old. Uh -huh. Dave is the one that needs to help. Chances are he's going to get hooked up with a 19, 20, 21-year-old woman who's had right. a boyfriend or two. And Dave is the one who's worried about his own performance. Uh -huh. And I'm saying... Say you're, 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 you're editorializing. That's fine. You're I'm right. I'm not. Dave called because Yeah, he but he said for both. He said what would make it easiest for both beginners. So. All right, but he's calling. I know. And he, I don't think he has anyone in mind. Do you, Dave? Well, I'll say this. I think that I, I have a lot of my... I, I'm very self-conscious. 
when when the situation presents itself and you're anxious and anxious is going to work against you yeah i mean i'm i'm obviously thinking about pleasing her and, and wanting to make her enjoy it as much as me but i'm i'm putting a lot of pressure on myself nonetheless right and when they get on time all right so if you get with a woman who has a little bit of experience and you lie down and you're able to achieve an erection then you're done practically i mean you're in like flint she can get on top she can do her thing and then uh, as as you loosen up you can uh, become more involved in it and then and if also i think a lot of men like to watch a woman on top cuz you can really look at her and see her moving and her facial expressions and right yeah and that might keep him even more erect Ooh, Ann is really good. All right, shut Ann's mic off. Would you? Yeah, I take mic? back everything I said about Ann coming on this show. Everything. No, what? Ann is. Uh, Ann's Ann's very good. It, it reminds me of that uh, episode of the Partridge Family, when Shirley said she couldn't sing because she was tone deaf, but they coaxed her into the garage. Danny got going on the guitar or the bass. Uh, Tracy started smacking that tambourine against her ass, and Shirley Jones came in and sung like a nightingale. That's, wh that's what basically Anne is doing. That's what's called the dramatic irony. Thank you, Drew. Meanwhile, blinds galore, baby. Cool your home, man. You want to talk about it. I know it's getting hot. It's hot where we are. It's hot where you are, I'm sure. It's hot right here. It's hot right here. Oh. No. Yeah, turn the air down a little. Anyway, it, the, the sun just blasting through. I mean, think about how hot your car gets. Think how much cooler your car would be if you parked it out in the sun if it had blinds all the way around. Well, that's the same thing with your house. And then also everything gets bleached out. The fabric gets bleached out. The, you get bleached out. The carpet gets bleached out. BlindsGalore.com. Quality, custom-built blinds and shades made just for you. We use them here. Use them there. And it's the kind of thing you get once and you use it for the next 25 years. So let's get going. Free samples, free shipping, free design advice. And uh, real easy. And you save money over the big box stores. Blinds Galore. They really do have Blinds Galore. Go to BlindsGalore.com. Let them know I sent you. Let them know that uh, they are proud sponsors and that you heard it here. BlindsGalore.com. Hey, this is Greg Fitzsimmons, host of Fitz Dog Radio, right here on Podcast One. Join me. Track my rage against middle age. The exploration of what's behind the scenes in Hollywood with guests like John Hamm, Zach Galifianakis, Jimmy Kimmel, Corolla, Hardwick, Rogan, Sarah Silverman, all the big guns. We talk personally in a funny way. Come check it out. Fitzdog Radio on Podcast One. Hi, this is Harry Connick Jr. Welcome back to Loveline. Yes, phone number 1-800-LOVE-191, fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla. That is Dr. Drew. Dwight Yoakam will be in here Thursday night. And until then, it is Drew and myself discovering the love. Well, Drew, you know you've arrived as a celebrity when you've been invited to race in the Jet Jam 97. How's that? Oh, oh. It's, uh, you know those uh, Sea-Doo watercrafts? Yes. You, you know what I'm talking yes, about? Yes, yes. These, these, uh... I'm frightened that you know, Drew. This is I've, part of I've, popular I've, culture. I've, I've, I've rode one once. It's really the white trash mobile. Okay. Anybody who owns one of these things is just pure white trash. <laughs> you know my theory, that the white trash... The white trash goes down to the lake for the weekend. Right. And the whiter, the albino white trash... 
to the river. <laughs> the river beckons to white trash. It is a white trash fest down at those rivers and lakes, especially during the summer. I've been asked to race in the jet ski classic. There's like a buoy, and you go around it, and you Fantastic. circle back around, and oh, you I come back. But here's the deal. You win that baby, you get a, you get a sea do. You get a sea do. Oh, Adam, you're, you're just, you're, you're, you're quivering. So they're like, hey, you want to do this jet jam thing? Uh, I don't know. Hey, you win a sea do. Oh, what's that worth? Mm, between six and seven grand? Oh, what time do I have to be there? <laughs> and she's like, and all of a sudden I'm getting real serious. I mean, actually, I'm trying to get in shape and stuff. I don't know quite how you train. You take longer showers or, you know, there'll be no masturbating for two days before the big race. You got to get those legs strong. I got to keep my edge. Uh. Eye of the tiger. I want to go in hungry. <laughs> so the thing that's funny is I'm talking to the woman and she goes, well, you want to come down and do like a practice run? And I go, uh, yeah, why not? Well, Drew, this is seven grand. Uh. And people say you're to me. You're you're going to win. Well, if I win, it's seven grand. Yeah, but there'll be a lot of other guys that are probably oh, I'm taking on a bunch of wussies like local weathermen and stuff. Come on. Okay. I think this uh, Ian Zeering may be my only real competition this year. But the, po the point is this. People say, well, what are you going to do with this thing if you win? You're going to give it back to them. Give it back to them? What if I gonna, win? What are you going to do with it? I'm gonna, I already got an ad in the recycler going. Right. That's <laughs> I mean, right. are you kidding? Yeah. I'm going to have, as soon as I get up there and they present me the keys to the jet, uh, to the uh, new Sea-Doo up, uh, up on the podium, I'm starting a, a bidding war. Uh, and in terms of your enthusiasm about, uh, uh, you know, going for this thing, you can cut the worth in half, because it is income at that point. Oh, you mean if you sell it? You're giving half to Uncle Sam. Oh. You mean I have to pay the government for my prowess uh, on the water? Yes. Oh, for Christ's sake. I won't report it. <laughs> They'll never know. Speaking of your, your celebrity status, uh, I saw Laura Keitlinger last night on Politically Incorrect. Oh, for Christ's sake. <laughs> I tell you, this refuge of the damned on that show. I saw her, what was it, Sunday night? I saw, last night. No, 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 no. Right before last? Wait a minute. It was last night. Yeah. That's right. Laura Keitlinger is the audience girl on our show. Yeah. Excuse me, my show. Drew's doing Politically Incorrect. In a couple weeks. Yeah. Oh, every time it's like, hey, the, uh, you know uh, how Urkel is the neighbor on uh, Family Matters? His neighbor is going to be on Politically Incorrect. But would they ask me? No. I, I love that. What is that? I don't know. I don't get any respect. I'll tell you why, Drew. Why? They're scared. Oh, I see. You might chew up Bill Mayer. That's Bill right. Yes, yeah. yeah, chew him up and spit him out. Ah, like so much cud. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, where was I? All right, so I'm going for broke this Saturday with the old C-Doo thing. I'm hoping I'm going to win that baby. So here's the funny thing. I'm talking to the woman on the phone, and she says, yeah, these babies are worth seven grand. I say, seven grand? I want to come down there. I want to practice. I want to try one of those babies out. And then her next question is, do you have a Sea-Doo? And I'm like, if I had a Sea-Doo, I wouldn't drive down to Anaheim just to test, test one out. I'd be on it already. Wow. So um, you're all in for a big steak dinner if I win that damn sea do. All right. I'll find out who the competition is. I think it's Christopher Nance, a local weather guy. Should be able to take him. <laughs> and it's uh, one of the kids from Home Improvement, the one they don't talk about. I can't remember which one that is. But it's not, you know, it's not the one that's doing all the not Disney Jonathan movies. It's the Taylor other one. Whatever, yeah. Yeah, it's, a bunch of, it's a bunch of stars that are either on their way down or haven't quite started their way up. I would be on, I think I would be the one that hasn't started his way up yet. 
So you either catch them coming down or catch them going up. It's not. It's never like, uh, you know, Denzel Washington right. and Clint Eastwood or elbow and elbow going around the first pylon. It's a bunch of quasi-stars. But that's all right. I got no pride. I'll go down there. And they give you a wetsuit and everything. So, uh, oh, you get a wetsuit? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Looks like a good time. She's like, uh, what's your wetsuit size? <laughs> oh, my Jacques Cousteau? What the hell do I know? What's my wetsuit size? All right, what's your helmet size? I don't know. Uh, give me a medium. Yeah. And if it's, uh, uh, if, it's, if it's not, I'll get Christopher Nance's and put it on. I'm sure he wears a large. All right, Drew, you ready to go back to the phone? Please, let's go. Mark. Hello. Hey, you're 15. First of all, I want to say you would kick Bill Maher's ass. Yes. <laughs> and I think Drew should uh, kick his ass for you since you won't be there. I think you should wear a T-shirt that says, um, Adam has left the building. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Drew, seriously, if I make you a T-shirt that has my no. name. No. I'll hold up a sign, though. Oh, shut up. Um, before I get to my problem, I want to say that you, uh, I called about a month ago uh, about a bad temper. And, Drew, you gave me some advice, and you really helped me out. I've oh, been, good. I've, I've been controlling it, and my mom's even saw a change in Oh, morning. great. She wants to thank you too. Oh, good. She's asleep, so. But um, I got this friend, and uh, he's into this vampirism, and uh, he's trying to get me into it. And you know, I, I told him no like a million times, and he said that he's going to get his friends on me, and his friends are like these weird vampire guys. What do you mean on you? What does that mean? They're uh, gonna try to convince you to get involved with them? Yeah, he met up with him on the internet he sort of like just ran into him accidentally and just told him about this stuff if you were fortunate enough to already not be uh intrigued by all this uh consider yourself lucky and more healthy than they and uh, leave it leave them alone they don't they don't need to force you into their little peer uh, uh nonsense how uh, heavily are they into this whole vampire thing uh they drink the blood of animals and themselves and mm. trying to drink my blood too. Do they sleep in coffins or anything? I don't know that much if they do that, but I know they drink blood and mm -hmm. they paint their face and when he comes to school his face is like all black and he wears these capes and stuff. <laughs> but I've, I've known him for like two years. Are you sure he's not into magic? You could be confused. No, he, he wears fangs and stuff and tells everybody he's a vampire. Oh, that's healthy. Yeah. And um, you want to know where to hang out with him or not? Why is he your friend? Yeah, I don't want to lose his friendship. Why is he your friend? You don't want to lose the Count's friendship? <laughs> I mean, if he's in the stuff well, that's I mean, so... Really you're hanging out with Bella Lugosi, for Christ's sake. What do you care if you lose the Count's yeah, friendship? He's, he's into these obscure things, and uh, there's something not right about him. I mean, what, what kind of friendship is there? Yeah, you got a point, but I'm, I'm also scared for my safety. And I mean, What, if you don't go along with these guys? Yes. Oh, come on. Oh, so get what do you mean? You hear about this stuff every once in a while, Drew. What? That's some kind of weird cult-following yeah. teenager thing. Is there a river anywhere near where you live? No. Okay. Exactly. Oh, then you're safe. But, um, Always something happens by the river. I went down to the river. But still, the more, the more time you spend around these people, I don't care whether you think you're on their good side or not, the more likely you are to get in trouble of, of one sort or another. I mean, this is... This is this would attract people who are typically rather disturbed. And, I mean, I heard on the news about this guy. He just cracked, and he just went over and just, like, killed these two people. Mm. And and he, this 
the guy, my friend, he has uh, ADHD. Yeah. And sometimes he like uh, uh, doesn't take his medicine. Mm-hmm. He's on Ritalin, like mm-hmm. 20 milligrams or something. Mm-hmm. And he don't take it, and he sort of like flips out during class and stuff. And I don't want to. Uh, All right, Mark, so, Mark so. stop hanging around with the biggest losers in in your school. Could you please? Can you start hanging out with the mummy we're crowd? Not, we're not like best friends, but you know, I just like the groovy ghoulies. My classes, you know, and all right, good. You're not best friends. No. Then he'll understand when you don't take up uh, with him and his um, cavorting band of of uh, neck biters. Just say, just forget it. Don't do it. Okay. It's a dumb question. You're big boy. You're on the right path, Mark. Thank you. We appreciate it. Hey, here's uh, here's an email about AD, ADD, ADHD. So to me, it says, last night you made the comment again regarding ADD and alcoholism. I asked my own doctor and my uncle, this is funny, who was a brain surgeon but switched over to photographic uh, resurrections. I don't know what that means. Um, uh, maybe the word resur... Maybe it's... Um, what is that magnetic res... Uh, no, photograph... Res- but maybe it has something to do with the brain. What is... Um, what if, anyway, wait a minute, Drew. What is the... Uh, Magnetic residence imaging scanning. No, there's MRI. A, yeah, Maybe. but what's the R? Resonance. Magnesi- Re- magnetic okay. resonance. Okay. Well, how much of the word of resonance? You said it, have- and I went on. Oh, you didn't say anything. All right. Then he says uh, you're irresponsible for saying what you said about attention deficit disorder. Let me, let me just uh, people hear what they want to hear. It just really is amazing. And please, people, learn how to listen. Let Let me um, reiterate what I've said about this disorder. Is that Attention deficit disorder and alcoholism seem to share a common genetic link, and it's very common for people with alcoholism to have had ADD when they were younger. And because effective treatment of ADD prior to the age of 15 clearly is stimulants, and not using stimulants actually increases the risk of somebody becoming a more significant addict when they get older. It actually decreases the risks of personality disorders, other psychiatric disturbances, and severity of addiction later. However, after 15, the stimulants tend to be a source of uh, momentum in addiction if somebody has ADD and alcoholism and they are common concomitants. And ADD in adulthood is relatively uncommon. And in my experience, people that come to me and say, I've got ADD, you've got to treat me with stimulants, are usually addicts looking for an ex- other solution to their addictive problems. Yeah, but his, his uncle's a brain surgeon, Drew. Yes, yeah, <laughs> Just listen to my words. Just hear what I hear what I mean to say. Maybe not what I actually say. Hear what I mean to say. All right. Please. As long as we're ragging on Drew, where the hell's that other email that that's I mean? ragging yeah, on you? One. Is it this one? Yeah. All right. Uh, here's another piece of email. This is uh, from David. From one physician to another, Doctor Drew should object to Loveline guests smoking while on stage. What does it say to the viewers when Slash is allowed to chain smoke only feet away from the board-certified physician? I guess they're referring to the TV show when Slash was on. Please forward this message to Dr. Drew. He's missing out on sending an important health-related message. Let me address that. Dear A-hole. Take a note, Drew, please. I got it. Uh, Dearest, uh, scratch it, dearest uh, A-hole. Slash does so many drugs that smoking is actually good for Slash. There's something in his mouth (laughs) that's not causing him to get high. Come on. I, don't you think at this point in Slash's career, smoking is actually a plus? I mean, people are excited to see him pick up only a cigarette. This is what Slash does. He's a smoker. People know Slash smokes. Look at Slash. What kind of role model is Slash? He, lit, he, he, he let a uh, lit butt fall in his motorcycle boot, caught his sock on fire. He's Wh- got, while he's he's got hair, hair like a sheepdog. 
tattoos all over his body. Meanwhile, he's the nicest guy in the world. And the whole point of Loveline is having people on who you may not agree with, but who kids understand. And you put them on the show, and you see if they can dispense a little advice and maybe have something in common with the, and, with the viewer. And also for us to point out the consequences of their behaviors, too, without, as we try carefully to do, without being judgmental. Right. And to the extent that we created a, a sterile environment, we, we're judging their behaviors that they're already doing. And they will reject us if we uh, reject them. So. Right. So the second... Not that I disagree with the basic principle, but it just doesn't work. The second Drew starts passing judgment on either the listeners or the celebrity guests is the minute that the show turns into what it would turn into if other doctors were doing the show, which would come on an AM station, uh, probably about 4 AM on Sunday mornings and get no ratings at all because it'd be two boring idiots with glasses sitting around bashing smokers. Thank you, and um, that is our reply. Drew, please get that in the mail. From the Oscar-winning screenwriter of 12 Years a Slave comes television's most extraordinary new dramatic series. Starting Thursday, March 5th, watch American Crime live at 10, 9 central on ABC. Then tune into the American Crime podcast hosted by me, Elvis Mitchell. Each week we'll have a candid conversation with show creator John Ridley, plus show talent, character storylines, and more. Go to podcastone.com slash American Crime to subscribe now. And you're listening to Loveline with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Yes. What is Slash up to? Uh, Nicest guy in the world. Smokes a lot of cigarettes. Enjoy Slash while you can, ladies and gentlemen. Right. That's right. Real nice guy, though, isn't he? Yeah. And you know what Slash is? He's a sweet guy. Yeah. He's kind of soft-spoken. He's, he's very, uh, he's like cuddly. Mm. And it's great. Every time you, you, see, you see Slash, it's like a first date. Because <laughs> he never remembers where he saw you last. He's a busy man. All right, Drew and I are just sitting here trying to figure out my wetsuit size. <laughs> Daniel. Danielle. Danielle. I mean, Danielle. Uh, yeah, I had a question um, regarding periods and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I have really irregular periods myself. Have you had that your whole life? I mean, um, yeah. since you started Basically. menstruating? Okay. Are you on any medications? No. Any medical problems? No, not that I know of. Are they ever regular? Um, very rarely. Are they painful? No. Okay. Um, now, I had two questions regarding this. Um, the first one being, does that make me less fertile? Mm, probably not. Probably I not. I mean, it, you know, you need to be sure exactly what's causing it, but... It's exceedingly common for women to have irregular periods, and probably the most common reason would be just sort of a, an inaccuracy in your system. You know, the hypothalamus, the pituitary, which really controls the function of the cycle, is kind of not quite accurate, just right. awful a bit. And it doesn't mean anything. It's just, that's just you. It's just not right. a perfect system. Now, Danielle's a girl where the rhythm method wouldn't be effective, right? Right. Because it's her, her, it's all her, over the place. her period is like when they draw the numbers for the lotto. It's just a bunch of big big hair dryer and a bunch of ping pong balls flying around. You never know which one's coming out and when. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I also had a second question. Um, now, I know that the birth control pill, if taken regularly, does regulate your period. Yep. But I have also heard that taking the birth control regu pill regularly, especially in the teenage years, I'm 17, um, it increases your chance for ovarian cancer by something like 60%. Where did you hear that? Um, actually, I heard it from a very reputable source. Where? Um, Check your sources. See where it was published. 
Well, I, well, I don't she know. didn't read it anywhere. No, no. Her friend Tammy, who's the head cheerleader and therefore knows more about hey, birth hey. control. Where'd you hear it from? Um, my friend actually went to see a gynecologist for the same problem, and that's what he told her. People need to bring a stenographer to the doctor. They really do. Women need to bring a stenographer to places, to the doctor and to the mechanic. Drew, you ever do that? Oh, you don't know anything about cars. Nothing. But I used to be like a mechanic, and my girlfriend would like, come home and go, He said oh. that the kerosene was dried up. Right. Uh, she didn't say kerosene, honey. There's no kerosene. I, he said kerosene. Right. Uh, then you start getting into those words. He said that the uh, arborator? Mm, arboretum. Al uh, alternator? No. Carburetor? Yes. It's a great game. This would be the greatest game show in the world. Oh. Send your girlfriend to the mechanic game show. Well, you could do, it could be the same show. Yeah, mechanic and doctor, and see what people come back with. <laughs> but even if this is not true, um, it is not it true. Have any adverse effects? The pill? Yeah. I mean, take the pill is. No, it has side effects. Yeah, uh, but when when taken uh, in total, uh, the birth control pill for a sexually active women your age has health advantages, not health disadvantages. The risks of pregnancy are substantially greater and the risks of the pill, that the risks of pelvic inflammatory disease are rest less in women on pill. The, the, there, there are some substantial health benefits to being on the pill. Uh, so if you're going to be sexually active, harder about using it, and certainly have very careful guidance if you're going to be on that pill, uh, on a pill, but uh, it's a very safe alternative for most women. Crystal. Hello. Hi, you're 17. Yeah. Mm. How are you guys tonight? Good. Okay, that's good. Um, my problem is I have a problem with, like, physically abusing myself. Mm -hmm. And I've been doing it for a while, but it hasn't gotten really bad until recently to where I'll do it, like, in my sleep. I'll wake up with bruises and stuff, and I won't know, you know, it's not, it's like I can't control it anymore. Hmm. Interesting. Do you have multiple bruises all over your body or just in certain places when you wake up? Just, like, like on my legs and my arms and stuff. Do you think you beat yourself? You hit hit yourself? Yeah. While you're sleeping? Yeah. Do you remember what you're that you're dreaming of something? Well no, I, I, I do it sometimes when I'm awake too, you know. It's just like I'll get so mad at myself or something and You punch yourself? Yeah. I, I would suggest I mean I, I know it sounds um Maybe as as overly cautious, but you ought to get a medical evaluation to make sure you're not having spontaneous bruising of some type, and that could be a sign of medical problem. There's also something. It's interesting you're you're calling with this kind of awareness that you believe you're you're uh, punching yourself. There's something called the Gardner Di Diamond Syndrome or or a painful bruise syndrome, wherein uh, people get spontaneous bruising during the night. Nobody can ever figure out how it happens, and it's rare. That somebody Turns out the gardeners coming in and beating yeah, him with a rake. Right. Uh, where would the name come from, Joe? Uh, it's probably some doctor that Neil Diamond's gardener name. comes. No, no, it's, it's, <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Um, but more, more significantly uh, is this this self mutilation that you're into, and wh what's that all about? Um, well, sometimes I like cut myself or carve things in my body and stuff. But why? What's happening? What happened I don't to you? Know. What happened to you? Oh. <laughs> Oh, gosh. <laughs> Something happened. Uh, everything. Yeah. Sexual abuse, physical abuse. Uh, yeah, both. Mm -hmm. By dad? Um, well, physical abuse from dad and um, sexual from an extraordinary neighbor. Neighbor. That's, but, ladies and gentlemen, that is how that works. Mm -hmm. You physically abuse your child, 
they uh, are become good victims for the neighborhood and are looking for some kind of validation and uh, are 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 just great victims for the people around. Hey, if I ever have kids, I'm going to go get uh, what's left of the Berlin Wall that they're not using. <laughs> I'm going to put that thing up. I'm going to put a turret on there, and I'm going to put a sharpshooter around the clock. You, you wanted to set up a prototype for my family, for my kids? Would yeah. I'm going to see if I can design a bunker yeah, for I'd you appreciate to raise that. your family. I would appreciate that. Uh, so, how old is your neighbor, or was your neighbor, when this went on? He's about 28, probably. And how old were you when this went on? I was one? eight. Oh, my God. And what's happened to him since? Um, nothing, because I didn't tell anybody mm -hmm. like, until I was, like, 16, mm -hmm. until, like, last year. Uh. And the statute of limitations was up. Mm. So oh, that's lovely. Well, I'm sure he learned his lesson. That's true. I'm not sure there didn't believe me. I'm not sure there is a statute on that. How do you know that? I don't think there is a statute of limitation on that. That's what the court, what the SRS said. Okay, so you reported it. You tried to report it. Where's your dad now? Um. Well, my real dad is in California. Where's is he the abusing one? No. Because they had divorced when I was like 11 months old. Stepdad was the abuser? Yeah. It was uh, very um, presumptuous to abuse a, a child that isn't your own, yeah. I always thought. You know, you're the step-parent, you're, beat, you're beating up on the kid. Yeah. I know it, uh, it, it's, it's <laughs> look, I, I know I'll believe anything these days. Uh, you, you know what I'm talking about? Wouldn't you at least think that the dad would come in and, and show you what for? Yeah. I mean, I'm just sort of understand that. Or the uh, mom would really react because it's not yours. I mean, right? Oh, oh, your mom deserves a kick in the tuchus, just like this guy uh, deserves one in the groin. Well, they're not really all there. Are they addicts? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So it, it's total chaos, Crystal. Yeah. And it's no wonder that that you're putting the alphabet in your arm with a with a steak knife. I mean. Uh, I, I'm surprised that's all you're doing, quite honestly. But you understand why you're doing it, right? Yeah. You listen to the show? Yeah. And you can kind of you kind of hear the patterns, I mean, when people are acting out and what they've been through and, and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. All right, so what we got to do is uh, get you some help, or you got to get you some help. Well, I was going to counseling for a while, um, but we didn't really get into that. We were more on the sexual abuse thing. Um, but my parents decided they didn't want to drive me out there anymore. So oh. They quit taking me. Oh, I'm calling an airstrike, Crystal. I'm going to talk to you off the air so you'll be out of the trailer when the uh, F-18 Tomcat comes uh, strafing by. I, I'm, I'm guessing the sheet metal will be pretty easy to, easy to pierce with those spent uranium 40-millimeter bullets. I live in a house. So. Don't worry. They'll go right through the stucco. No problem. I'd like you to tell me which one the bedroom is, though. Okay. Oh, all right. When can you get out of there? Um, in three months. Three months? Where are you gonna, what's your plan? Um, me and a couple of friends are getting an apartment. Oh. What about school? Well, I'm finishing school, definitely. Right. And don't worry about school for now. <laughs> I mean, listen, seriously, you gotta, you got to work, right? Mm-hmm. Where are you going to work? I don't know. I have to get a job before school starts. You're not going to be a stripper or anything, are you? No. Yeah. All right, you need to get yourself a job. You need to get out of the place. And then, you know, here's the deal. You get yourself some help. I mean, she knows she needs help. She knows she wants help. Yeah. Here's the deal, Crystal. You got a lot going for you. Unfortunately, you got plopped down in between uh, Tweedledee and uh, actually Tweedledum and Tweedledumber. <laughs> 
is who you got plopped down in between. And it's a horrible situation. But you're already smarter than these people. So lay low for a couple of months. Try not to talk to your, your mom or uh, your stepdad or your real dad. And when you save up a little money, get out of the house, get an apartment. But don't get into that whole thing where you move out with a bunch of junkies. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, the whole thing is, you know, I'd feel bad about moving out because I basically do everything there is around here. Uh, Crystal, you have no obligation. <laughs> get out of there. Get out. Let their big people, their adults, they will take care of themselves. And they've certainly not been doing anything that uh, would lead me to think that you owe them anything. Oh, boy. I blame Mom, ultimately. I yeah, blame the guy. What happened to Mom? Oh, uh, something happened to Mom. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yesterday's victim is today's criminal. And, and all three players, right? Mom, Dad, and Stepdad. All three. And then they Culpable. moved, <laughs> they moved in, like... Um, um, uh, pedophile Meadows. I mean, the, farm. The, pedophile farm was was the name of their community. Right. Oh, and then the neighbor decided to come on over and uh, get himself some. Oh boy, what is that? What is that tendency to say to to see like an eight year old and get horny? Oh, geez. and I mean, could there be any sicker impulse in the world? Mm -hmm. To me, these are people that need to be destroyed, like animals. You know, we use the word destroy when we say animals mm. because it's like the animal's so sick that it's, uh, it's, it's, it's beyond repair. Yeah, and it's, it's hurting the herd. Yeah. The herd may get ill because uh, this one sheep is so sick. Or it, it's, uh, it's bitten so many other dogs, it needs to be destroyed. A 22-year-old guy who comes over and uh, sexually abuses an 8-year-old just needs to be destroyed. That's my feeling. Drew, Zig Heil? Please. Okay. I don't think they're aware of how much they suck. Hey, that's not very nice. You kissed my mother with that mouth. I mean, your mother. Love line. I'll be right back. Hey, Dr. Drew. Yeah, Mike. I pretty much, uh, look, I never bought anything online in my life until I met my wife. Oh, and, seriously? Uh, now all I do is go to Amazon. Uh, yeah, I buy pretty much everything Amazon. And if you want to support somebody that has an affiliate relationship with with Amazon, you go to their website, you click through the Amazon banner, and at zero cost to you, Amazon shares some of the purchase price with the affiliate. Why are for, you being so nice about it and saying somebody with an affiliate relationship? You're right, Mike. I should be more specific. Forget an affiliate, some vague affiliate. Let's go to Podcast One where you can find the Loveline podcast, the Loveline page. Bookmark that page and just click through on the Amazon banner located at the top of the homepage. You can even use the Amazon banner if you're in Canada or the UK. It makes it easy for all future purchases. Again, it is podcastone.com. Click on the Keep It Free banner to support Amazon and all the wonderful sponsors that make the show possible. Love Line's the name of the show. Madam Carol, is Dr. Drew. Phone number 1-800-L-O-V-E-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. To back the phones we go with Big William. 25 calling from... We don't know where. We don't know where he's calling from. That's cool. William. Yo. Hey, 25. Yeah, I'm calling from Bakersfield. Hey, there you go. That's about you asked. Uh, I'm sorry, what? No, yeah. Go ahead. I just have this... Uh, major question apparently i'm kind of like you know the first guy you were talking to dave uh, apparently i'm not a virgin but the thing i have a problem is i'm big built 
and it seems like, you know, I'm not the pushing ramen guy. I go in nice and slow, but it seems like after we have sex, we break up because a few days later, communication's falling apart. Um, they don't want to see me. They don't want to speak to me. I don't want to do nothing. Mm-hmm. Finally, when I talk with them and stuff like that, I ask them, so did I do something wrong? It says, I'm in pain. It's like, what do you mean? You're in pain. It's like, well, I know you didn't shove it. I know you didn't ram it in, but you're a big belt and you hurt. It's like, and it's kind of like an emotional thing because, you know, I grew up listening to all these damn girls, you know, saying they like guys that are big built and stuff like that. And I know this is true, but I sound like, you know, afraid to get into a relationship because I want to give pleasure to my girlfriend, not mm-hmm. pain. And if there's yeah. any position or anything that make it easy to make it comfortable, I mean, I use lubrication. I massage her, get her lubricated herself and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I, I try everything you could think of. Mm-hmm. What is there to do? You're, um, how, how much do you weigh there, William? I'm about 150 pounds. Oh, so you're not big in stature. I'm penis size. It's penis is big. Inches. That's right. Seven and a half inches. Mm-hmm. And how do you dress? <laughs> that's, a, dress? that's a true line. I don't think they ask you that in Bakersfield. Mm, now, how, big, how big would you guess your penis is? I took a chance one day and measured it about seven and a half inches. That may be big for Bakersfield, <laughs> but uh, here in the big city. Yeah, here in the big city. That ain't, uh, that ain't too much trouble. Is it true? I mean, that's... No, uh, and I can't, even, I can't even imagine a woman saying something like what he claims she said. So... Uh, so, you, so you must either be lying to us or just have a horrible personality. I'm not lying. It's just you know. I, I can't, can't imagine. Well, I can't imagine one woman saying that, let alone multiple women saying the same thing. <laughs> Every woman I date comes back to me and says, uh, "My penis is too big." It, it, but not. I mean, the way he said it <laughs> was like, no. uh, "Women." That's not the way a woman's mind works. This is like, uh, Timmy, why didn't you make the basketball squad? Coach said I was too tall. It's the same. I mean, women. Said I passed too well. Women love a guy. My leaping ability was too. Women like uh, too a guy. Spectacular. He, he could be uh, have have uh, you know be a spinal cord patient. Right? You know what I mean? They'll find a way to work with it. Am I right? Is it, oh, nobody's in there. Oh, they're in there. That must be a new catalog. William. Yeah. Okay. So, how many women have you had sex with? I've had sex with about five. About five. With you. And they've all had the same complaint. Um, well, one says, you know, it hurt when it urinated. I've had one that didn't speak to me for a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. and I finally had to... What, what do you do for a living, Bill? I go to school. I'm a med student. Oh, really? Where? At, uh, Baker U? Um, <laughs> no, look, one of the local colleges at Bakersfield College. Bakersfield College does not have a medical school. Well, they have a medical course where you have to... You're not a medical student, <laughs> Drew, do not F with the Drew man. No, okay. They, you, I would have bought it. You could have told me uh, that you were taking the uh, medical uh, school at Jack Tiano School for bartending. I would have been like, oh, hell, that's great. <laughs> you learn to bartend and do, uh, do uh, arthroscopic surgery. But not Drew. Drew, you knew that didn't have a med school there. Yeah. Yeah, you're taking a class in anatomy or something. Yeah. All right, wise yeah, They guy. got a nurse's course. All right, what are, you, what are you trying to do for a living? What are you doing for work? Anything? Uh, well, I'm unemployed. Mm-hmm. What do you do yeah. for money? 
Well, unemployment kind of like stick me, you know, through some programs and stuff like that. So I'm kind of like in school, give me an education to make mm. a career. All right. Vocational rehab is what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, they force you in school. <laughs> Listen, uh, you're unemployable. How well, about becoming a doctor? What was your job before? Uh, yeah, basically, I'm basically a dishwasher. That's my job. All right. All right. So, listen, Bill, come on. We're friends. We can talk here. Okay. Let's stop concentrating on your medium to large penis and start talking about your larger problems than your penis, which is your life. True. Okay. You need to, you know, stick with school, get a career going, and find yourself a woman and stop focusing on penis size and thrusting and sex and, and all that kind of stuff. It has nothing to do with that. Okay. I mean... I can understand, yes, it is true when your penis gets over a certain size where it becomes sort of physically impossible kind of thing. That can be a big stumbling block. Okay. Seven and a half is, is something to be proud of, but it's not a deal breaker for a woman. And by the way, as Drew said, when a woman is really into a guy, uh, they learn to, um, they become adaptable. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it has nothing to do with your penis. Let's stop focusing on that. Okay. It has to do with uh, the other thing that starts with a P called the personality. Right. All right. Now, why are you rubbing women the wrong way? What's going on? I'm not rubbing them the wrong way. Well, you're, you're scaring them a little bit or something. Okay. They don't want a second date is what's going on. Yeah, that's what it looks like, yeah. Okay. It's not the penis size. Mm. Okay. So here's what you got to do. Stop focusing on women, why you're getting them or why you're not getting them or the size of your penis. Get a good job. Get yourself some wheels. Get the hell out of Bakersfield. Deal in the big R. Reality? Yes. Please, people. <laughs> <laughs> Build the 10 minutes on his penis size. But it, it's, it's a model. It, it's, it, it's, we can learn most from the more extreme cases, can't we? Yes. I mean, it, it, it's a model for how people think. They'll throw anything in there other than deal with reality. But it's so funny that whenever we talk to someone for five minutes about whatever it is they said their problem was... Just by talking to them, we can always get to the good part, which is I'm unemployed. If we, if we have the time. Right. All right. Taylor. Yeah. Hi. What's going on? Well, I called in um, Sunday night about my girlfriend, said she was going to kill herself. Mm. And uh, I think All right. I think it was Dr. Drew that said to tell her parents. And you agree? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, well, I told her parents that night, and they put her in a mental hospital. That's where she needs to go. Good. Yeah. And I just wanted to say thanks. Good. So. Okay. That, that, she needs help. I mean, be, be compassionate. I mean, understand she's a, she's a person who's not doing well and needs help, but you're not responsible for her. And certainly by hanging in with that relationship, you're not helping her. Yeah, I feel a whole, whole lot better now. I know yeah, she well, can't try nothing there. Well, right. Uh, yeah, and I'm you're saying, free to have sex with yeah, her friends. I'm, I'm, I'm encouraging you not to focus on what a relief this is for you, yeah. but what you've done to get her to appropriate care and continue to stay compassionate and empathic about condition but not responsible for it okay? okay and it's good that her folks are together enough to act on your words yeah I mean I thought I was scared that they weren't gonna believe me well she must have exhibited some signs in order for them to act so quickly on it well she was you know she was like always under my feet 24 hours a day and it just got on my nerves all right well she's um She's out of harm's way, at least uh, temporarily. You can sleep at night. You did the right thing. And, he has and everyone's life, happy. Huh? Another satisfied customer, Drew. God yeah, bless you. Help them, Adam. Greg. Hey, how's it going? Hey, you're 21. I'm not here to help, Drew. <laughs> I got a question about HIV. Yeah. 
Okay, uh, a friend told me, and this could be a total farce, I don't know, but uh, he said that the world is in, it's separated into three populations with regards to HIV. There's uh, people who can contract HIV and can pass, and, uh, can pass it on, mm-hmm. and there's people who can pass it, but they can't get sick themselves, and then there's people who are completely immune. There is a theoretical discussion that there might be these things out there. But at, at the present time, uh, it's not been proven, as I understand it. I mean, for instance, there have been women uh, who unknowingly continued to have sexual contact with their husbands who had HIV and never got HIV. So they took these women and started studying them, see what was unique about them, why they weren't contracting the disease. And th- there appears to be a, a subset of people who do lack certain things that the virus needs in order to be infective. Uh, to create that in, a, in everybody else is uh, not yet been successful. Whether or not there can be carriers that don't get sick, uh, that does not appear to be the case. Okay? Okay, thanks a lot. All right, bye-bye. All right, Grego. I wasn't paying attention at all. What went on there? Yeah, what are you, yeah, what are you doing over there? Not true. Hey, you know what? You get to have a down night. I'm tired of rowing. What do you mean a, what do you mean a down night? What are you talking about? It's defensive. My goodness. Well, I think I'm having a fine night. I do, too. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're falling in love, Drew. Eric. That's yeah. the scariest thing I've ever heard. You're 18. I've had anal sex. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, just want to say, man, Adam, you're the man. And uh, my problem is, is that. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Oh, okay, cool. All right. Uh, my problem is, is that. You tolerate me. <laughs> my, pr- my problem is, is that this girl that I've been uh, seeing for a couple weeks now, in private, this girl is like all up, all up in my grill, all on me, pressing me, and just like putting my hands wherever she wants them, and you know I'm just doing that thing. But in public, like she'll completely ignore me, mm. and she'll be like flirting with all these other guys, and it's getting me pretty mad, you know. And I've talked to her a couple times about it, but every time uh, she says she'll stop, and the next time we're in public, she'll just ignore me and flirt with other guys, and then I'm like, what's going on? And she she's just like, whatever. Um. Should I, like, just say peace and leave her? Yeah. Or should I give her a chance? I don't understand. If she can't tell you what's going on and uh, giving you all these mixed messages, uh, you know, already she, you wonder what's up with her that she's, she is so uh, provocative with him. Huh. And then in public, it's something totally, it's just, something's not right. See, she, she's going through some family problems now. Yeah. Mm, I'm yeah, trying to be a supportive and everything. Mm, what kind of family problems? Like, uh. Her mom and dad are going through a divorce. All right, she is just looking for a way to feel better. She is just trying to escape feelings. Is she drinking a lot and doing drugs or anything like that, too? Not really, but she, you know, she, she has a lot of friends that are doing that, and I'm no. afraid she's going to get caught up in no. that. And so, well, you, uh, try to confront her about the behaviors, how it's making you feel. Uh, try to show some understanding for the fact that she's probably in a lot of pain right now trying to escape that. But if you can't get some consistency and clarity in the relationship, I don't think it should go on. I really don't. Crystal. Yes. You're 16. Yes. What's going on? Okay. Well, this is kind of weird. At least it is to me. But, okay, I come here to visit my brother and my dad in Oregon, and I'm from California. And, you know, every time I come here, just recently, about a year ago, um, um, there's this girl, my stepmom's daughter, came to live with us. Well, with my dad and brother here. And, um, wait, 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 wait. I know, it's, it's really weird. <laughs> no, 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 your dad has a new wife. Well, yeah, but ever since, th- they've been together forever. But they're married now. Well, pretty much. They've been together so long, I would consider them married. Common law. 
Uh, they're sort of together. Yeah. And she has a daughter from another marriage. Pretty, yeah. And so this girl and your brother and your dad and this woman are all in a house together. Yeah. And you go visit them. Yeah, every summer and stuff. Yeah. All right, and what's up? Okay, well, <laughs> I just um, came here in recently and found out that my brother and her are sleeping together. How old are they? She's 14, he's 18. Uh, oh, that's healthy. That's, uh, it's and a I mess. Was like, I was so disgusted at first, and I'm like, well, oh, my God. And I didn't know how to react. So Who told, how'd you find out? Well, it was kind of kind of obvious. I don't know. Does your dad know about it? No. God, God, no. Uh, um, let me ask you this. I don't want to sound crude, but is she an older-looking 14-year-old? No. Well, she puts a lot of makeup on and stuff, but... Is she attractive? Yeah, it's, I mean, she's she's pretty, but not like a goddess or anything. And you're, you're, but your brother probably... He doesn't do too well outside the house. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. But, I mean, he, he's not a big man on campus. Oh, well, he, he, he screwed up and everything. He's just working with my dad every day now. Besides that, yeah, he has no life. What do they do, construction? No, um, plumbing. No, even worse. Really? Yeah, even, even, even a dirtier. How does, how does, the, how does the, the food chain work in the construction site? What? Uh, the, the construction site food chain goes, there is the chain, the building chain. Uh, electricians are probably near the top. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. It's clean. It's sort of smart work. Huh. Uh, plumbers are more bottom dwellers, although they get paid a lot. Huh. Drywallers are down there. Concrete guys forming, form stripping, piers. would be hard. No. No, framers. Finished carpenters are toward the top. Right, right. And cabinetry, that makes swinging doors, yeah. railings, that sort of thing. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Plumbers make a good make a good living, mm. but they're really, you know, they're dirty, despicable people. Mm. <laughs> Am I right? Crystal? Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, this one's behaving like that, that's for sure. Right. That's a new topic. All right. Well, here's here's the situation. And, and this is why, Drew, we talk about this all the time. Now, your brother's a despicable guy, but... I'd like to see how a lot of 18-year-olds would react. You put them in the same house. With when them. you put, yeah. uh, there's a, an extra vagina running around the house. There's no, they're not related to it right. by blood. And last week it was uh, somebody at his high school. Now it's uh, somebody, it's his, it's his sister all of a sudden. There. Yeah. And, uh, you know, yeah. he's getting ready to go in the room to take care of a little business. Uh-oh, the shower's running. Uh. And his mind is going nuts. I'm not condoning this by any stretch of the imagination. I'm actually surprised it doesn't happen more often. Well, you're just really. illustrating how difficult a situation it is to to conduct a home like that, and how careful parents need to be, and how clear the boundaries have to be. Because now you got a big mess on your hands. All right, but what are the folks supposed to do? Uh, like a sign um, in the kitchen next to "Bless this mess." Uh, no humping your stepsister. Uh, part of it is the. Uh, yeah, That'd be nice at nice at a needlepoint, wouldn't it? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> home sweet home. Uh, bless this mess, um, cook for hire, a nickel a meal, and no banging your sister. Well, at least they just make an apron out of it that mom could wear. Yeah, make an apron. That's right. Dad could wear it barbecuing. That's lovely, Drew. Um, oh, my God. Right, listen, uh, here's what I, I don't want to defend the guy. Yeah, I understand what you're saying, but here's, here's the way I think But I understand an 18-year-old well, going, going a little the nutty. the parents going in ought to look realistically at what they've got going here. And basically, the older male shouldn't be out of their sight. 
Oh, basically, up to Drew, please, or not, not, well, not alone with the female. Oh, no that way, well, it's not. Listen, parenting, you gotta, you gotta do it. It's, it's, it's. You, you would have done it if there were three. You managed to do it then. Well, Why you can't do you it when, when they're three because you don't want them to light the house on fire, not but because can, they're going to have you, sex. The point is, you can do it. You can do it as a parent. You just need to acknowledge what it is you're you're doing. Why, what your what kind of parenting needs are there? Okay, you true. don't abdicate you're your just, responsibility just because they're eighteen. Very um, I, look, let's go build that. Here's turret. what a normal let's build the bunker. Here's what a normal family would do, by the way. If the guy was, let's say, sixteen, and the girl was twelve, they'd use him like a babysitter. You know what I'm saying, Drew? When they want, wanted saying, to go out to the theater, that's ricoculous. That parents need to acknowledge what they've got there, what they're dealing with, and deal with it accordingly. All right. It's the, whose responsibility is it? The Engineer kid? Engineer Mike, uh, shut Drew's mic off. Wait, wait, no, wait, it's not making any sense. Up. Thank you. <sighs> Enough of that. Crystal. Yeah. So you want to know whether to... <laughs> you want to know whether to say something to somebody? Well, yeah, well, sick. okay, for instance, last night, um, it was about... After I got done listening to you guys, I went downstairs to get some ice cream, and I walked in, the room was black, and there they were on the chair, screwing their brains out, you know? It's just right. like, I, I wanted to puke, I wanted to right. scream, I, just, I, right. I was just frozen. He's all, we're trying to get it on, can you get out of here? Oh, boy. Like, oh, oh, he's going to make a great plumber. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's just, I don't know. All right, here's what you need to do. What? Here's what you need to do. Tell the parents. Shh. Hey, did that come through Drew's mic? No, okay. Crystal, you need to pull your brother aside. What's his name? Chet? No. Stu? Matt? David. Oh, yeah. I thought it would be Doug. Dave, though. He goes by Dave. Maybe Davo. You need to pull Davo aside and say, Davo, listen, oh, I'm going to tell O, um, Mamo and Dado, if you don't quit uh, banging O, uh, stepsister O. <laughs> as God is my witness, O, I will tell them O. Yeah, I now, talked now, because he, he's he's screwing with a 14-year-old. That, yeah, that's what I said. And he's twisting a young mind. And and you shouldn't have to live in this environment either. I'm telling you, if you tell him, if you have any more evidence that this is going on, you're going straight to mom and dad with it, he will at least go out, out the house with it. I don't know. I mean, well, what, oh, turn, turn Drew's mic back on for a second, just for a minute. Do you think... I think you got to protect the 14-year-old. Do you uh, think you got to go to the parents to protect yeah. the 14-year-old yeah. right now? Yeah, and, and uh, Brothers uh, has proved himself to be uh, the big despicable loser that he is and needs some help. Well, don't you think Dad... guidance. Wouldn't you think Dad was a little bit despicable, too, though? Why? I mean, he is a plumber. I, I think the parents are ignorant. I, you know, they're not, they've not been good parents. Yeah, but he's going to work with Dad every day, and he's telling Sis to get the hell out. He's trying to get it on. Yeah, that's bizarre. How? What kind of jerk is but, your but, dad? No, my well, that's kind of a jerk. Well, no, he's not. A, he's he when he drinks, he can be mean. I don't know. Uh, 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 well, and, and, well, I mean, he's not he, a dirty guy. When like what you guys are saying about being a plumber, I mean, he owns his own business and all. He's not trying to be dirty or anything. No, but, all right, but the point is, takes you very literally out. That's, that <laughs> scares me. I know. The point. The point is, is you know, Mister Rogers' uh, teenage son would not do this. Right. That's right. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I understand. But still, your dad's got enough sanity to 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 be pissed off about this, right? Yeah, to yeah be mortified. if he finds yeah. out, he'll, he'll freak. I mean, right. he's going to... Right. I don't know. Right, he's going to take a good uh, length of uh, PVC and put it right up your brother. Yeah, out the mouth. 
You know what that PVC is, don't you, Crystal? Yeah. Yeah, see? She's a plumbing, plumbing guy. All right. I would, I, I would go ahead and, uh, I don't know. Should he threaten the brother or tell the parents? I'm, I think I'm, I'd tell the parents. It's, it's, it's done. Because it's she's situation. 14. The situation's a mess. Uh, okay. Here's, mess. Where I, here's where I stand. If, and if there's an older aunt or a sister or somebody that you can get 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 our caller off the hook, that's who she should go to. All right. If the it. sister was 18 and he was 18, I would say threaten yeah. to tell. Yep. But the fact that she's 14 means she needs to tell yep. for the safety of the 14-year-old. Yep. Okay, we'll be back. I don't go in for the... Blinds galore, baby. Cool your home, man. You want to talk about it. I know it's getting hot. It's hot where we are. It's hot where you are, I'm sure. It's hot right here. It's hot right here. Oh, yeah, turn the yes, air down a little. Anyway, it, the the sun just blasting through. I mean, think about how hot your car gets. Think how much cooler your car would be if you parked it out in the sun if it had blinds all the way around. Well, that's the same thing with your house. And then also everything gets bleached out. The fabric gets bleached out. The You get bleached out. The carpet gets bleached out. Blindsgalore.com. Quality, custom-built blinds and shades made just for you. We use them here. Use them there. It's the kind of thing you get once and you use it for the next 25 years. So let's get going. Free samples, free shipping, free design advice, and uh, real easy. And you save money over the big box stores. Blinds Galore. They really do have Blinds Galore. Go to BlindsGalore.com. Let them know I sent you. Let them know that uh, they are proud sponsors and that you heard it here. BlindsGalore.com. This is Tommy with the Eels. And you're listening to Love Line with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Rock on. Butch. E. Tommy. Ah, rock. Hey. Hey, you know, we ought to play a game one of these nights, uh, Guess the Band. Because, you know, each time they do those liners, they always go, it's Mike, Stu, and Safran or something. And then Drew and I go, who's that? Who's that band? But I knew that was the Eels. There's a guy Butch. named E. Because Butch. Butch, yeah. Butch. You want to yeah, try yeah, a few? Yeah, a couple. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Butch looks like Butch. Yeah. He's yeah. a big guy. Yeah, with a beard. He's Butch. Yeah. He's got a goatee. Okay, here we go. He's, he's going to give us some hard ones, too, I think. Uh-uh. Uh, the answer is filter. <laughs> Yo, uh, this is be real. Uh, uh, that's easy. Cypress Hill. Cypress Hill. Uh, even I got that one. Make them hard, Mike. Okay. Let's see. Hi, this is David Lowry and Johnny Hickman. No oh, idea. no, no. I know that. Uh, cracker. cracker. And yeah, only because I really like nice both those yeah. guys, yeah. and I ran into them in uh, yeah. D.C. two years ago yeah. too, and hung yeah. out with them. I, I remember the feeling that those guys gave us. Actually, wasn't their names? That's what. No, no, it was their voice. Yeah, but I, mean, sent, I remember the feeling in the room when they were here. All right, we have another one. Uh-huh. Hey, this is Linda and Mark. Where are we from? Where are we from? Well, they almost—that's like no they, they made it for. You sure? Linda voice. and Mark, uh, they're from Anaheim. Hey, this is Linda. And Mark. Where are we from? Magnapop. And this is... Oh. Uh, Was I here that night? Magnapop, yeah. Uh, right. Open the door. Right. One more. That's a good band. I like them. Hi, this is Matthew. And Ira. And Daniel. No, we never had anyone named Ira. <laughs> Matthew, almost, almost Ira, and Daniel. They're all Jew- Jewish names, aren't they? Matthew, Ira, 
Not Goldfinger. No. Hi, this is Matthew. And Ira. And Daniel. From Not A Surf, and you're listening to oh. Adam Corolla and Dr. Drew oh, on okay. Loveline. All right, we're pathetic. All right. Yeah, we, I think we did pretty good, actually. Darren from Goldfinger called me uh, yesterday, by the way. They're going out on tour. Yeah. They're playing a whiskey last night or something. We answered that, yeah, like she's had a few calls herself, I guess. Huh? 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 And? What? <clears throat> when is Goldfinger coming in here? Their, their record comes out uh, next month, so they wanted to come in when closer to that date. Mm. I hear it's really good. As a matter of fact, I've heard it. Well, it is they, good. They gave you a copy of it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I still I heard it over K-Rock, though. And it's in the car, but I can't get the damn thing out of the cellophane. Oh, not again. Oh, please, Drew. You, you, need, uh, you need nails like a Coke whore to get those things open. All right, here we go. All right. Brad. Yeah. You're 19. Yes, I am. What's going on? Hey, Mike, line up some more of those for just future shows. I have a good time with that. I like to hear Black Grape, one of those guys that really got uh, out of control. Brad? Yeah. Um, my girlfriend, the other day I squeezed her breast and a little fluid came out. Mm -hmm. Both sides? Um, yeah, both sides. Is she, any chance she's pregnant? Uh, very little chance. She's on the pill and we've never had sex without a condom. Shot any medication? Mm, no, no. You sure? She's taken a little medication for her stomach, but I don't believe she's been taking it any time recently. Well, the most common reason for that would actually be a medication. Well, true, they do actually, say that a certain percentage of women are able to do this. Yes. Uh, actually, the most common reason is pregnancy. The next most common would be medication. Stimulation of the breast can cause this sometimes. Okay. Uh, there are pituitary tumors that can do this very occasionally. So it's And thyroid problems very occasionally can be associated with this. So it's something that she does need to get checked out. Uh, just to be 100% sure, it's something incidental. But... Uh, you know, it, it's hard to know without uh, having the the information. Now, if she had, did you sniff it? Did you sniff it or anything? No, no, didn't really, really taste it. Or did she? No. No. no, no. I sniff everything that comes out. Really? Yeah. Proud of you. Yeah. Adam. Even yeah. if it's close, I'll sniff yeah. it. That's nice. I'll sniff stuff that comes out of my ear. I don't care. Yeah. Well, we don't either. Yeah, I think it's a healthy instinct, Drew. No. It's not. No. But, but it's certainly not in my profession. But it's like an impulse. I can't stop it. All right. Well, I mean, good. I could be at a presidential inauguration, it's, and it's, it's, it's if a, my it, finger went my ear, it would go to my it's nose. It's a very I'd have primitive, to it. uh, right. but primitive in the sense that it's, it's like it's part of you, or you want to retain it in some way and keep it scent. I will wave a fart up toward, toward me. They are your, that's if you're proud of, though. That's true. But it's really hard. So, Brad, make sure, make sure she uh, at least talks to the doctor that's prescribing the pill to her. It's something that does need to be evaluated just to be sure, but it's probably something just incidental. You know, there's all this pornography uh, surrounding uh, lactation queens and right? stuff like that. Where, have I, where do I I live in some kind of... I do live a sheltered life, I guess. You know what was weird? I was... I don't know why we're talking about it, but I just got another um, issue of uh, Busty. The one that uh, uh, Flint sent you? Yeah, Larry Flynn. Oh, he's still sending them to you. Yeah, but it's really sporadic. Yeah. It's like every uh, three and a half months I get one. Maybe they publish them in weird, you know. No, yeah. no, because I see them at the newsstand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, how could I buy something that I uh, allegedly subscribe to? Uh. But it was so weird because just the night before I was thinking about, uh, I don't know why Larry Flynn's name came up. We were talking to a guest and Larry Flynn's name came up. He did a video for a band. He was in a in, in a video in a band that we had on. 
Oh, for Christ's sake. I can't sake. remember. I can't remember. Yeah. The point is, is I was thinking to myself, i got to start ragging on him on the air. Larry Flint? Yeah. To make sure you get more regular copies? Right. And the next day, <sighs> it was in the mail. Yeah. So, the point is, me and Larry, simpatico, man. <laughs> you understand? We're on the same wavelength. Uh, i, I got to get myself one of those gold Rolls Royces. So. Brian. Yeah. You're 31. Yes, I am. Uh, Adam, uh, Dr. Drew, I'd just like to say I really enjoy the show. Thank you. Uh, this is uh, a call for Dr. Drew, actually. Yes, sir. Um, 31 years old. Um, I was unfortunate enough to contract uh, genital warts several years ago. And uh, at first, when I had them treated, they were being burned off with liquid hydrogen. Nitrogen. Nitrogen, excuse me. Um, and recently, I started going to a specialist that is actually removing the genital warts for the treatment and then almost like cauterizing them off and taking some of the skin underlying that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I'm wondering if if you've heard of this, if this is a more successful method, uh, according to this uh, physician it is, or if you know of any... Is it a dermatologist you're seeing? Um, he's actually a urologist. Urologist. Yeah. Uh, it makes some sense that it might be more effective. It certainly is more effective in uh, reducing your infectivity. Because mm -hmm. it's, it's the cells in and around the wart and the number of cells there that determine the viral shedding. Mm. Hey, do they uh, have urologists for women? Or is that just a gynecologist? gynecologist. Or, or a woman can go to a urologist if she has just a, a urologic, you know, pee problem. Do gynecologists also cover pee? They deal with a lot of that stuff. But, I mean, if a, kid, if a, if a woman has a kidney tumor, she's not going to see a, uh, a gynecologist. She's going to see a urologist. Ah. So w would you say that's the most uh, up their practice is going to be with this, but there are some creams out now that look extremely effective. Mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah, uh, there's some sort of interferon, there's sort of immune modulatory creams that really look good. And they're fun to put on, too. Yeah, they're easy to use, it's not a big deal. I mean, you might want to consult with a dermatologist rather than going through all these procedures. Mm -hmm. I mean, that, that the, the, the more topical approach is getting better and better all the time. You can obviously... That's mm -hmm. being being developed in this to try to avoid the need for these uh, interventions. You get a local anesthetic when that happens. Um, for yeah, when, when with the second procedure, yes. With the first one, when they burned it off, oh. no. Oh my oh god! My. Uh, you know, it, it really isn't. I mean, I don't even yeah. handle my own penis without a local. Well, understandably, but uh, it, it really wasn't that horrific. Um, the second treatment. Still, somebody going at the penis with a soldering iron is enough psychologically to cause me to well, win. Let me ask you this: How have you uh, dealt with the presence of the warts? Have you told well, partners that sort of thing? Well, generally, um, it's just. You know, constant vigilance to, you know, check every day. But, uh, but you understand that even if there's no warts, you could potentially be contagious. No, I understand this. It, it's not just on the, the actual, the presence of it doesn't make that, but uh, more of it was just constantly looking to see if there's any presence of it. And the other thing is just, uh, at first, just uh, absolute shame and uh, what? I mean, it's, I, I'm amazed at the way people react to this, this thing. I mean, it is so common. Well, you know, I, I think the reason why people react the way they do, I, mean, I know at least for me it was that the reaction that you get and the shame that you get when you go to get treated for this, you, you feel like a leper. Um, Who makes you feel that way? Well, I mean, when you go in for treatment, like when you're signing in, when people ask you what you're there for, um, oh, yeah. depending on the physicians that you see. I mean, I haven't had any real negative experience. Yeah, but, but that's true. I go down to the uh, Santa Monica Free Lesbian Clinic and see how you feel when yeah. the penis <laughs> is being handled. It's like, uh, it's like a hot potato. None of the lesbians want to handle the penis. They throw it back and forth amongst right, themselves. Right, yeah. You had a traumatic experience. Oh. But, but the deal is, uh, uh, 
you know, if anything pertaining to your your genital tract, people are embarrassed about. I mean, well, but but you, you gotta understand it. I mean, to me, it seems that as usual, the press is what creates all this anxiety about these things. If if you weren't hearing these you know upset people and disturbed, oh my God, I've got. I mean, to have genital warts in 1997 basically means you're about over 25 and you're sexually active and you live in a city. That's what that means, because pretty much everybody that fits that profile uh, has genital warts. It's extremely <laughs> common. It is extremely common. Sure, you know, every common. time you go on one of these tirades, it is. I, you know, all what? I can picture is your penis Here's why uh, looking like the I, uh, I, surface of the moon. Because I deal with people in practice who have these horrific reactions. To I don't this. know that so many ward folks. Well, a lot of people don't even know they have them. Well, then that's they, probably because I know a lot of sexually active guys who they live in the city. They have them, but they can be very tiny and very inconsequential. Okay. All right, true. All right. I don't think they're quite as prevalent as you think they are. I'm overstating it, but mostly okay. because I, I'm amazed at the way people react to it. Okay. And now you're sounding defensive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I worry about people reacting. I, I, used to, I used to talk this way about herpes, too, because people used to have this huge reaction to herpes, like they wanted to kill themselves if they got that disease. Right. And a skin rash. Come on, a skin rash. But the press had blown it into some kind of a... Pardon a, me. What was the disease called, Drew? Happies. Thank you. Pardon. Now, I understand. Lisa? Yeah. Hey, you're 18. You got a slide whistle there? What? What was that slide whistle I heard in the background? Oh, I'm playing Jeopardy, <laughs> the home version. What? <laughs> wow. Okay, it's it's actually pretty fun, but anyway. Well, give um, us a couple of those Jeopardy questions. You want you want Jeopardy questions? Yeah, yeah. I okay, think Drew I think Drew will kick some ass at this game. Here's world. You're supposed to get you're supposed to get me on Jeopardy, right? Well, you ready? Like, what the hell? Oh no, somebody else was supposed to get in Jeopardy. Yeah, oh, you're you ready? Yeah. yeah. World leaders for a thousand. All right. The question is, Hail Selassie was the last emperor of this African nation. What was the name? Haley Selassie? Zimbabwe. Ethiopia. Mm. I didn't get it either. Anyway. Here's another one. Give us one from like sports and leisure or something. Opera. I appreciate your interest in my actual question, but I'll give you a, a biology question. How's that? There we go. All right. Uh, Drew, don't jump in. See if I can get it. All right. The question is, these chemicals act as a catalyst in, in digestion. Enzymes. Hang on. A uh, acid. Form of a question, please. What As is it? As a matter of fact, that's what it is. What are enzymes? Wow. Supposed to right. be kinds of enzymes. That guy okay. is cool. All right, smarty pants. Okay, Lisa, thanks a lot for your question. Hold <laughs> <laughs> on, oh, Lisa, we got to go to break. Are you, uh, do uh, I get to be on? Yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. Yes. Relax right, over there. All right. Uh, round up a couple more good questions. This is well, fun. Let's play one on the break. Let's keep her on the... On the uh, all right, we're going to play with you during the break, all right? That sounds great. All right, um, hang out there, and we'll be back after this. I began to float up and away from my body. Uh, lady! Hey, kiddies, Adam Carolla here, and it's finally time. The movie I've been working on for two years. You heard about the crowdfunding. It's Road Hard. It's out March 6th in theaters and on demand. Richard Roper loved it. Jay Leno loved it. If you like to laugh, if you like Howie Mandel, if you like Jay Moore, if you like David Allen Greer, if you like Larry Miller, you're going to love Road Hard. It's available in theaters and on demand Friday, March 6th. Go to adamcarolla.com, click the green Road Hard banner for details on screenings in your area, or to pre-order the movie on demand. iTunes, Amazon, wherever, it's there. It's Road Hard. And thanks. Hey, we're on the air. It's the love line. 
Hey, that was a good time. Hey, we'll do that more often. Maybe we can get that in the studio here. Hey, Lisa. Yeah. All right, uh, phone number, I uh, forget the phone number, forget the fax number. It's Adam Carolla, it's Dr. Drew. We're back on Loveline. We're just playing Phone Jeopardy with uh, the lovely 18-year-old Lisa. And Drew, why don't you tell the kids at home how Big A did? I have it very well. In fact, at Lisa's home, there are people in the background going, how does he know that? <laughs> we, are, we are very impressed by all the, the French phrases that he knows. Yeah, he never very, studied French and all the French phrases. Very deceiving. Anyway, Lisa, what did you call for? Cunning, okay. like the fox. Um, my question is, me and my boyfriend were thinking about having anal sex, but I want to know what the danger is. Uh, what is pain? <laughs> what? I want to know what the danger is. Uh, what is humiliation? Okay, thank you, but seriously. What is uh, dilation of the bungus, Alex, for 100? I, I got a tip for you. The Jeopardy game is over. Oh, okay. Okay. I, I wanted to know what the dangers involved with that would be, or like what the correct procedure would be to stop any horrible, mm. how would I say, tearing. Uh, condom. What is lubrication? Lubricants. Okay. Care taking. Why, why do you want to, this was your idea? Mm, uh, no. No. <laughs> okay. But I'm willing to go along with it. Uh, I don't think you should feel you have to go along with something. I don't something? feel like I have to. I just don't really have any problem with it. Hmm. What's mm -hmm. that? Mm -hmm. You don't have a problem with it? Not really, but I just wanted to make sure that there weren't any big dangers, and I wanted to, you know... Well, speaking of big danger, how's your boyfriend hanging? <laughs> how's he... Excuse me? How's he hanging? In, in terms of how is he doing? Or what is... Dick? What is average? Um, I'd, seven inches. Really? That's a little bigger than average. Have you seen many penises, Elisa? Uh, three? Three? Not three? including Dad? Oh, wow. Two? Thank you for going there. <laughs> no. All right, you've seen three. Three. How does his stack up? Are we really on the air? <laughs> doesn't feel like it. No. How, how does his stack up? Um, I don't know. I guess it's about average. Okay. I just want to make sure that, you know, he's not going to... Yeah, I'm hurt. not, like, afraid of it if that's Okay. Impressed. All right. Well, I'm listen. Normally large. I'll tell you what you do. Make friends with the penis. Let it sniff your hand. Before you approach it, and never establish eye contact, and never show it you're scared. Or it might bite me. It'll, it'll attack. All right, Lisa, if you want to do it, go ahead and do it. Make sure he wears a condom. Put a bunch of lubrication on. And if there's any pain involved, don't stop do it. it. Yeah, don't yeah. feel you're obliged to do it. Is there anything in particular that I should be aware of? Yeah, I mean, you can cause hemorrhoids, you can cause tearing, you can cause damage, but typically it doesn't happen as long as people are careful. So the only big danger would be like STDs or something like that. that that's a significant issue. Yeah, sure. All right. Give I us mean, it's not the only issue. There are there are mechanical issues that can occur, and uh, some people really do have problems. I, I mean, it's not not designed for that. Give us one more Jeopardy question before we let you go. Okay, I have one more world leaders question left. Mm. You ready for that? Is, yeah. is, is this a computer program or something? This is what I'm telling you. Okay. Uh -huh. It's daily double. How much do you want to wager? Thousand. Okay. Wait a minute. Is a thousand a tough question? <laughs> doesn't matter. Doesn't, doesn't oh, okay. Don't it's a daily double. You don't right. to guess. Okay. Uh, I'm always Gandhi. watching hard copy during this. Do you want me to ask you the question or not? Oh, baby. Uh, who is You're Gandhi? lucky I'm not there. I'd do it in the butt. Who is Prime what? Minister, whose father also held office. Indian Prime Minister? In, 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 Indira Gandhi? Huh? No, that's the one. In, Indira Gandhi? Or the, the oh. Hang on. Um, it's Gandhi, but which Gandhi? Okay, the answer is... Uh, Indira Gandhi is the only one. I... Um, in fact, you're right. Oh, you're right. Thank you. There you go. All right. Well, you know, it's funny how we break the show up into the smart one and the funny one. <laughs> 
Seems like the funny ones uh, getting a little smarter too. It's good. It's right. good. Right. Who says you need to go to school, Ryan? Hi. You're 15. Yeah. Hey. Um, I'm calling because uh, just like sorry about that. Just like a couple weeks ago, my girlfriend she broke up with me because her sister got pregnant by his boyfriend, and then she. Uh, wait, wait, wait! Slow down. I'm gonna say that again. I'm still thinking about Gandhi. <laughs> Your girlfriend. Uh, my girlfriend. She broke up with me after her sister got pregnant. Girlfriend? Why? Okay. They had nothing to do with me. I didn't have sex with her sister. Right, right. So why did she break up with you? Um, she said it's because her family times were too hard. Mm-hmm. And I I was like saying, thinking that it's just an excuse, a way to let me down. Very good. For a while. Possibly. Good. Possibly. But after talking to her for a while, she says there's still a chance we should get together, and I don't know if I should... Mm. That that after, you, after talking to her, after beating you, on her. you riding her for a yeah. little while. No, well... Come on. No, nah, not really. Mm, just a little? I was just like, not not really at all. A little bit, though. Maybe a little bit. You had an agenda when you talked to her. I was just, yeah. You want to get back with her, right? Yeah, of course. Okay. And she didn't really have the guts to go, no, no, no. So she went, yeah, well, sure. maybe. Like she caved know. in and also wanted to get out of the situation, too. I tried to give her, like, every chance I could to... To get out of the situation, so oh. I could just get the truth. I would have loved to hear that attempt. But I like said, if you know, if you, I'd rather have the truth. So if you're lying, then just tell me now. But the sentence before that was, "I'm going to die if you if you try to leave me." Well, and here's the deal too. Uh, if you're lying, tell me now. Uh, no, no, no. So I can kill myself. I'm not lying. Right. No, I mean when you phrase it that way, if you're lying, people always say they're not lying. Right. Right. Okay. See what I'm saying? Because well, um, here, the thing is, is that yeah. We're in, like, drama together, Uh-oh. and we're both actor-actress, and we were just friends. We were, like, really good friends. You doing any musicals? Yeah, we just did one. Which one? Uh, we did Damn Yankees. Okay. What parts you play? Uh, I was a number of parts. Ooh, very versatile. But Played a tree and a stump. A lot of little parts. Uh-huh. Can you sing a little? <laughs> Not as well. Come on, right? My make here, he can sing. It'll make you feel better. You want to hear my friends sing? Well, why don't you both no. just do both do Help just a guy. quick piece from that no, from the number? Adam, come on, it's come on. a listener sharing night, bro. This is a good time. He's little... actually a better singer, and he had the lead. If you want to hear him, all right, let him do a little bit. Okay. All right. Um, just a second. He'll okay. hear it on the delay, and he'll pick up. Okay. Okay. Ricky, pick up. Anyways, we can talk. Um, so the thing is, is that hello, here he is, Ricky. Ricky. Yeah? I want you to do a real upbeat number from uh, Damn Yankees. <laughs> An upbeat number? Yeah. Okay. You ready? Wait. Um, five, six, seven, okay. Come on. <laughs> five, six, seven, eight. And? Uh, wait. I, um, <laughs> come on. Okay. You've done it a thousand times. Here we go. This one from, okay. Um, I'll do this one we did from like a musical before. It was called uh, Anything Goes. Oh, okay. It's called It's Delightful, It's Delicious, It's So Lovely. Beautiful. All right, here we go. You ready? That's yeah. Good. Okay. Not cool. Uh, the night is young, the skies are clear, and if you want to go walking... Put out, Ricky. Go. It's delightful, it's delicious, it's the lovely. Keep going. <laughs> the night is young, the stars are here, something, let's go over here. <laughs> it's delightful, it's delicious. It's lovely. Now sell it, Ricky. You Go. You can tell at a glance what a swell night this is for romance. You can hear dear Mother Nature murmuring low. Take us home. Let yourself go, so please be sweet, my chickadee. And if you love me, just say to me, it's delightful, it's delicious, it's delectable, it's delirious. 
It's the lemma. It's the limit. It's the lux. It's the lovely. Thank you. That's wonderful. I'll be here all night. Neither one of you are gay? I know. <laughs> all right. Give another six we months. like dramatics. Yeah, we're straight. All right. Um, uh, just leave it. Don't fight it if there it comes. <laughs> it's right around the corner. Um, all right. It, it doesn't sound like uh, she's the Indio. Yeah, but the thing is, is that we have to be. There's like a thing called historians, uh-huh. where, where you take pictures and you like put up a portfolio of everything that happened the year. This is the greatest school, school in the world. Huh? All right. What's the deal? And we both got chosen to be in that. We're the two of us are the only people doing that portfolio tomorrow next year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we have to work together a lot, and mm. I want to be friends with her. Mm. Mm. To give yourself a break, it's not li- realistic to be friends uh, out of the blocks like this. I mean, if you have a th- if it's after the summer, if you have a few months to to cool out a little bit, you could probably have a friendship. But you need some distance first, or it's going to be very painful for you, and you're going to keep pushing on her to have a relationship. You need uh, you need a good six months or a good next girlfriend. Right, and, and there's never a good time. There's always reasons that it's going to be painful or. How about the friends you develop together, the relationships that you're not going to be able to maintain, and oh, it's just always very painful and then sticky. But uh, you got to do it. If it's if the feelings aren't there, they're not there. All right, Drew. It's wonderful. It's uh, <laughs> delicious. It's the lovely. And this is Rodney from the Rock Group. Dish- heard the dishwalla part. Yeah, dishwalla. we heard the You're dish. Listening to Love Line with Adam Carolla yeah. and Doctor Drew. When real nice guys wouldn't have got it otherwise. No. Can you give us? Uh, you got any more? It's all trivia night. Yeah, Adam, so you really didn't need to go to school. You, 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 you would just wasted your time. I mean, you got so much without it. Yeah, didn't I? Yeah. See. See what I learned from the uh, scholars over on the construction site, Drew? The, the school of hard knocks. <sighs> All right. Anyway, I still can't. You know, I tried to go back to junior college like five years ago. Oh, no kidding. And I, I took a biology class, uh. went into one of the labs, uh, sat there for, you know, 20 minutes trying to find a pair of scissors or something and just left. Yeah. I need to be uh, I need to be forced to, to learn. I can't... <clears throat> That whole the reason I never work out in college is because you can just leave. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Right. So uh, I have no discipline that way. But I'm really convinced that that conventional education isn't isn't the greatest for some people. Mm-hmm. They just don't do well in that environment. Sure. I don't have that kind of mind. Yeah. Never did. Doesn't work. Don't like it. Mm. Just doesn't work. Mm. And I don't know why, as a society, everyone pushes so hard that direction. I think it's like some weird compensation that people do, or they're just taking, they're being politically correct. No. You know, there's some folks, <clears throat> there's a lot of people in high school that really don't need to go to college. Not only no. are they just going to be wasting their time, they're going to be wasting the college's time and their parents' money. Someone's got to fill out that curve, though. Well, I think that certain people should just concentrate on a, tr- on a trade, oh, yeah, sure. and then later on, they can go back and get the education. I think a if lot that's of, something they want to do. I think a lot of our... Uh, educational training system they're headed in that direction that's for sure I think it's a mistake too I think to be to be a self-governing society you have to have an educated populace mm. you really do alright so Barney said that didn't he I don't know let's get on alright <laughs> I've run out of steam another fantastic show in the can Dr. Drew I want to thank all concerned 
And uh, keep those votes coming for producer Ann to come in here and uh, fill my. Yeah, beat. we got we got to actually pressure her to do this. Oh, I yeah. I think she's she's here. Yeah, well, I'm just going to worry about getting her. Uh, you have to use a flat bar to get her ass out of the seat when I come back. It's going to make that that dow sound when I. Oh boy, that was brilliant. All right, thank you, Drew. So until next time, this is Adam Corolla for Doctor Drew saying. Mahalo. This has been Loveline. The opinions expressed herein are certainly opinions. That's for sure. If you'd like a written transcript of today's program, you probably should have written it down yourself. And if you did, we'd like a copy. Loveline producer Ann Wilkins. This broadcast was copyright 1997 Westwood One Entertainment. This music is MXPX on Tooth and Nail Records. Shit, Obo. Obo, stop dragging your butt across the carpet. <laughs> This concludes another PodcastOne.com program.